Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. It's Greenland, like being Amish, but with more ice. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'm fixing it. I'm trying. Yep. And you're just nagging me the entire time. Forget <laughs> about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm doing it. Whose voice was that? That wasn't my voice. Seems that like is you were your projecting voice. A little bit there. Who did that sound like? She does the same thing. <laughs> your wife what are you does doing? that. Too? I said I don't need it. What are you doing? I'm fixing it. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted. Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir. He's Shavaka, dude. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Quebec. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We got a big show. Not as big as it normally is, because Rimmer is not with us today. Oh, that's too we, bad. Uh, we normally do name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer, 534 on Wednesdays, but they're on a plane coming back from San Jose, so Rimmer will join us tomorrow. Kick. Well, that's yeah. the sound of everybody turning their radio off. <laughs> we know why you're here. <laughs> no, everybody tuned in now. To hear Jeff Rimmer at 534. They were like, what? Well, they we, had their tailgating. We're, <laughs> They're We're going to start it now. We're going to have it on. We're going to be just walking around doing stuff all day. Let's leave the radio on. Rip the rip the knob off the dial, rip Mike. The That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Rip That's what that I say. knob. Yep. Just anyway, tug on it. Pull no it out of there. rimmer today. Tug on your knob. Yep. He'll be here tomorrow. Okay. 434 tomorrow. Different time. Yeah, just a one-off to make up for uh, you know what we missed today. Yes. Okay, that's fine. And then we fire him after that. We do? Yeah. Breaking news? No, pretty soon. I mean, the season's going to be over. Oh, I see. Pretty I soon. You, well, he's not fired, though. He's just on well, a he's break. He's fired until the season starts That's, again. <laughs> seems like a very rudimentary understanding of how that works. Because, like, the Jackets don't fire every player when the no, season no, ends. No, I know, I know. They just but it's go always a gamble to see back. if Rimmer's going to make it back. For another no. season. Well, that's that's a different story. That's not him being fired. Though. I said that to my to my mom on Easter, you know, because she made like a like a egg and sausage calzone, Easter calzone. Sounds delicious. It is delicious if she actually made it the way it was supposed to be made. Well, what does it's, she it's, do? It's, it's supposed to be spicy. You're supposed to put some red pepper flake in there. My mother puts like a little teeny little pinch mm. of red pepper flake every single year, and then we're all eating it. And she's the one that says, this could use a little bit more red pepper flake. <laughs> but and she, I, and I, but every she doesn't single put it year. in there. No, every, and I, I say to her, I say, what's the worst that could happen? You make it a little spicy and maybe you can't eat it, but other people enjoy it. It's supposed to be a spicy dish. And she said to me, well, I'll get it right next year. And I said to her, you're running out of years, lady. And then Kristen elbows me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not the time to bring up mortality. No, it's like know, this recipe that, kind of wasn't you know, perfect. Eventually, you're going to see someone say, hey, see you next year, and you won't. No, that's I know what that. I'm saying. It just seems a little bit like, right? Like if somebody said, oh, man, I I didn't get to 
go on that trip I wanted to go to, it's like, well, we're all going to die. And you're like, well, uh, what does that have to do with anything? I just, the trip got canceled. And then it's like, yep, and so will our lives. We will all yeah, die. I know. Just bringing up mortality in weird places. What That's all it? I'm was saying. Was it last year or the year before where it was like the wolf moon or something? Well, there's been blood moons. Well, some, I don't know wolf, what it was. was there it was some sort of moon? wolf moon where it was once every 16 years or 17 years. And, you know, my father said, hey, I'm going to get up in the morning and check out the wolf moon. Yeah. And I said, well, enjoy it because you're not going to be around when it makes its way back. <laughs> How long does it take? Was it something where it's like 37 years from now is when it's coming around again? No, is that it was why like you said 16 that? 16 years, 17 years, oh. something. You're just not optimistic. Well, I mean, if he is around, he probably is not going to understand what the hell's going on. I assume that's fair. That's you know, that's a thing though. I you we have talked about this off and on about if you could know the day that you were going to die. Oh, absolutely, you'd want to know yes. all the details. You would be you would love that. I need. Well, I wouldn't love it. Well, but you'd prefer would, that to what we have now. Yes, it would put me at ease if okay. I if I knew how it was all going to end. It would put me at ease. That's the and I'm the I'm the complete opposite because I don't even like thinking about the math on twenty fifty. What is that? What age am I? I don't like. The, I don't even like. No, I right. I don't even like to think about it when they say like this won't happen again till twenty sixty two. I don't want to do math to say what's my age now plus forty two. Is that an age I'm going to make? I don't like to do that because it it starts to get a little too real for me. You're on the other hand, like please tell me the date, the time. Yes. The train number that's going to run me whatever. over, whatever it is. I need to know. You want to know when and it's going to happen. And I need to know what happens afterwards, even if it's nothing. Oh, you well, that's a... I mean, don't you think a lot of people want to know that? Well, a lot of people profess to know. Well, I got, I got news for you. I know you grew up in it. I grew up in it. There's a lot of people that... A lot of fake until you make it going on there is what well, I'm going to say, buddy. That's fine. But, I mean, I'm saying, but like, you know even what, when I was there, in it, I was like, yeah... I think this is going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen. But they're able to soothe themselves. Whether they're lying to themselves or not, that's really irrelevant. It's benefiting them here. Sure. I'm just saying I got none of that going on. Because I've tried lying to myself. It doesn't work. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is you want to know the date, the time you're going. And then what happens afterwards. And then afterwards, if you just get eaten by, like, worms. Fine. or, Or there's fire and brimstone and... You know, horns well, presum- and stuff. Presumably, if it's like there's fire and brimstone or, you know, the pearly gates, then you'd have decisions to make. Then you'd have to actually make some choices. Would you choose? You wouldn't choose. What do you mean would I choose? If you knew, like, you you go, there's judgment, there's a guy, and you got to, like, be on the right side of or not, you wouldn't choose, like, fire and brimstone, no, right? No, I wouldn't. Of course not. I wouldn't choose that. Of course. That's what I'm saying. So you would actually, I'm saying you'd have to make some choices there. Well, what if, if if you guarantee me eternal peace and life? Those are pretty easy choices to make. I would think so, it? right? Now, let me ask you this. I tell you, you can know all those things. Yeah. Everything. The whole deal. When you die, how you die. Anything else you want to know, too, with that regards to anyone right. else who is currently alive. All right. And where you go after. Yeah. But no bread forever. Fine. Doesn't matter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I give up bread. You'd give up bread like that? You could that. tell me I got to go on a hot air balloon ride every day, and I would do it. Really? That's how thirsty I am for the knowledge. Interesting. Yes. I just unpacked, because I, th- I thought bread was your ultimate. I thought bread was the ultimate thing that you were like, ah, eh, nah, it's not that important. 
No, I'd rather <laughs> as much have as bread. I love bread. Okay, man. well, I, I needed to know. That's how deep it goes. I had no, I didn't know where no, the no, line no. was. I pretty for you. much do everything that I would hate: get a dog, <laughs> give up bread, ride in a hot air balloon. Uh, you know what? I just imagine Teddy years from now, if like I don't know, this show blows up in five years and we just all go our separate ways, and then one day I see you at the park and you've got a dog, and you're like. And I'm talking to talking Florio to, and, and Herbie are right next to me. you got a hot air balloon brochure in the back of your yes, pocket. you know that I have all the answers. I, I'm going to say, did you uh, get anything good to eat recently? You, like, you know I, that I got like, the truth, baby. I went I went vegan, actually. I'm going to be like, Mike knows. He knows the year. He knows the moment. He knows how he's Let going. Let me introduce you to my power of attorney, Kirk Herbstreet. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Florio's I, at my house for Christmas. I envision that that's one of the guys that's going to kill you. Right there is either Herbie or Florio or somebody. You would, and then you'd make peace with it and be like, "Well, if they're going to kill me, I might as well get to know them." Uh, anyway, on campus, all the news and notes you need <laughs> right. on campus coming up at four forty-eight. You know, when you go, too much. when you go to broadcasting school, they tell you to do this. They say, "Hey, in the first segment of the show, yeah. bring up God, mortality, and the afterlife." That's what they say, and because you're just going to carry those listeners yeah. through and work in your bread references as much as you can. Yeah, okay, Panarin. Hey, yeah, Artemi Panarin references all the way. I can't give him up though. You wouldn't. You wouldn't quit him no. like he quit on the jackets. No. Yeah, that's what I said. Quit on the jackets, or or he just decided he wanted to play. Some it doesn't else. matter. I was mad about that. Now I'm not. Yeah, right. I'm, Whatever. You got his garage. It's done. <laughs> you know, it's not a, in that garage. garage Cardboard too. cutout of Putin. Not in there. No. You know what else isn't in there? What a Stanley Cup. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Just wait. Time will tell. Uh, Guardians and White Sox playing a double dip today. How's that going for your White Sox? <laughs> well, for, for my team, it is not going well. Yeah, not great. You know, you like to start off the first game of a true doubleheader with your starting pitcher not getting out of the second inning and giving up 10 runs. Yeah, the Guardians currently are putting the hurt on the White Sox. Yes, it is, uh, it is the bottom of the third, going to the bottom of the third. Guardians are up 10 nothing. Jose Ramirez with a grand slam. The White Sox, through uh, three innings, have committed five errors. Is that bad? That sounds I'm gonna bad. I'm going to say that's bad. I'm going to say that's bad. I'm going to say that'd be bad for a week of baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's going well for the Guardians in game one, and I assume they're going to deplete the bullpen here, the White Sox are, and it presumably will go well in game two for the Guardians as well. Yeah, good news. You don't Tens of people at this game. <laughs> is this not the state of baseball it's 10 nothing in the second inning there's 17 people at the game how you doing we're baseball well and, and baseball players will tell you these are the worst games to play because when the crowd is this sparse you can hear every single drunk person that oh, opens I, up their i bet mouth. you can i also bet you probably hear a lot of your inner voice if you have that i don't know a lot of ball players that have it at this point because a lot of them seem like you know guys who don't really ever think their crap stinks but for the ones who do, that'd be the game where I think you're just self-conscious. You're standing up there going, everyone can see my crack. <laughs> I, I'm sweating so bad right now, and they, they can all see it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, strike three. And you're like, I didn't even see the pitch. How did that happen? And then you hear the guy from the seventh row saying, your ass crack is sweating. You're like, I knew it. I know it. I know it. I left my talc back at the hotel. There's no talc here. Talcum powder. I got it. Okay. Uh, Reds with a little bit of a situation 
last night. We'll talk about that. And Chris Holtman was schmoozing yesterday. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 270 westbound at I-71. It is causing some backups in that area. About a 20-minute delay is expected as they get things cleaned up. Please use caution here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig, and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines in your projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm the NRA with Van Traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Join Bobby Carpenter and A.J. Hawk at a -a one-of-a-kind bourbon-tasting fundraiser at Brickhouse Blue in Dublin. It all goes down tomorrow from 6 to 8, and it benefits life sports, which benefits sports leadership and life skills, brings sports leadership and life skills. Let's start again. I know what you're saying. I heard it all brings sports leadership and life skills to Columbus area youth. For more information, visit 971thefan.com. Teddy, do you have to air check that one? Because that wasn't very good. I can edit it out, you know, so it'll sound perfect, Thank seamless. Do we, do we have a benefit for radio hosts who, who can't need help read? with... Well, I mean, because I'm in the same boat, so I need to go too. Chris Holtman was schmoozing yesterday, very important person for him visiting campus. One of the most important people visiting campus, I would say, in the entire time he's been here. Yeah. Wouldn't you argue that? At yeah. least as far as transfers in go, Kansas State transfer Nigel Pack visited Ohio State yesterday and he is a guard for Kansas State previously who averaged 17.4 points per game. But here's the thing I like. He shot 43% from three-point range and is just, by all accounts, one of the top transfers available in the portal. Well, this, this, guy, this guy's not a role player. This no. guy's a scorer. He manufactures his own points. Yeah, and if that's something that could be brought to Columbus... And if Chris Holman can get him in the program, that would do a lot to ease the concerns of the fact that you're losing probably Malachi Branham. I mean, obviously he's, you know, in he's investigating and planning on going through the draft process, but if he officially is never coming back, he's looking at like these mock is, drafts like we're looking at him. Where he's not some of these back, mock drafts right. have him as a top ten pick. Right. Get I'm just saying, here. I mean, I it's not officially official until all that's done, but it looks like he's gone. Right. And yeah. then you've got Jamari Wheeler gone, Cedric Russell, Michi Johnson, like there's EJ. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, but those are of, of all those guys, those are all like guards that would, yeah. you know, and guard play was thin and weak as it yeah. was. You need you need someone who can score, you know, as a guard and that that is going to be a tall order. So if they can get him to come here. That would be a huge coup, I would say. Coup! 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 We have uh, day baseball today. 
first of a double dip between the Guardians and the White Sox. It is the top of the fourth, and the Guardians have a 10 nothing lead. I'm going to say take it to the bank. Oh, for uh, the White Sox? No. <laughs> I, thought I thought you were just very what's bullish the, what's on their the chances money of coming back. On the Guardians winning this game. Because if you go someplace, you can place a bet on this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's got to be a ridiculous uh, I'd to, amount. I'd have to go look it up. All right, go look know. it up. All right, I'm looking uh, right Reds now. and Padres start up in about 45 minutes. Tyler Stevenson had to leave the game last night after a collision at home. The uh, Reds faithful thought it was a dirty collision. I did not see it. I was not watching this. I did see it this morning, and I have to concur that it was a dirty collision. Where What's his name? Is it uh, John Voigt? What's his name? <laughs> Teddy? John Voigt? It's Luke. Luke Voigt. Yeah, with the pencil. You know, he sort of raised his arms up and slammed him down. He didn't have to do that. Going for the the head area. Whether he intended to do it or not, it's not the way you slide. Shouldn't be the way you slide coming into home plate. And once upon a time, where collisions happen all the time, that would have been acceptable. It's not anymore. All right, we can have a discussion about whether it should be. It's never coming back. So Tyler Stevenson had to go out of the lineup last night. Garcia who was the backup catcher, was already in the lineup as the designated hitter. So that left zero catchers left on the roster. So you had to have David Bell take Garcia, put him behind the plate, which means in the first inning, which is when this occurred, you lose your DH for the rest of the game. Yeah. Because uh, David Bell is stupid. (laughs) Right. That's that's also, that's not great. Well, both things can be true, right? It was a dirty play. It never should have happened. I hope Tyler Stevenson's okay and David Bell is stupid. Both of those things can be true. You're exactly right. You should account for things happening, especially to your catcher in a baseball game, right? Things do have have no plan. Right. That's that's pretty pathetic. And it's obviously not like having, you know, if you run out of pitchers like your White Sox may be doing this afternoon against the Guardians. Well, you can throw some position players out there and they can more or less hold it down even though we know that's going to be kind of a joke, it's at least something that teams do from time to time now because you have so many lopsided games. Playing catcher, that's a whole other thing. I mean, especially that early in a game where it's not lopsided and you're still hoping to be able to compete in it. Now you've got to have someone come in and actually play catcher who more often than not, if you you don't have someone who's capable of doing it, this could be a a real mess. Teddy, you have a 2-10 baseball team. Right now, I know perhaps there was a little bit of optimism based on the way they started the season in Atlanta. You have an owner who pretty much openly says that he doesn't care about you and that he knows you're not going anywhere. At what point, and I don't think you're there yet, but at what point do you start watching this team because they're funny bad and you're not just angry? It's pretty close to that. I mean, you're, what are they, two and ten ten. now? I mean, come on. and. I just saw you know, the the Guardians score ten runs there in the first two innings. Yeah, the Reds have scored ten runs in the last six games. Yikes! So that's not, that's not good. Man. And if you look at the guys in the lineup, you're like, who are these guys? And I, I was like, I think this guy's dead. <laughs> and it's just a horrible Cross line. Him off the list, then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, the the lineup. You're like, who are these guys? And it's not getting any better. And Votto's batting like a hundred. Votto does not uh, look comfortable. Kyle Farmer, man, he's had a great season so far. But Kyle Farmer, my guy. I just, I don't understand, and I and I, I will continue to go over those comments from Phil Castellini for a while. But I, I, 
I don't understand for the life of me why that guy thought it was a good idea when everyone gave him the lifelines and the life preservers and the lifeboats and everything you would oh, want you're exactly right, to dude. say, hey, you didn't mean that, right? And he's like, no, I definitely did. These guys are idiots. They're going to stick with us through thick and thin. What a bunch of dopes. And it's like, happy opening day, everyone. Your owner hates you and he thinks you're dumb. You're exactly right. The, uh, the guys on WLW... They called him a couple times and said, not, come back on. We're not confrontational. The guy on uh, Bally's. Yeah. He he almost was nervous to talk to him. Um, Mr. Castellini, there were some comments on the radio you made, which may or may not have angered some people. Would you like to? No? Okay. I... Well, he, what he said, Castellini You're going to have to be more specific. He said, you're going to have to be more about. specific. He's you like, know oh, exactly what it is, douche. You know where you kind of took opening day and all the festivities and wadded it up and threw it in a dumpster and lit it on fire right before the game? That comment, I'm sir. sure, And I'm sure Phil Castellini justified it by saying, I'm not being negative. All these fans are being negative. Why are you asking me questions about this on opening day? Well, this should be a celebration. That's what's going through his mind. And this, uh, this is the thing that drives me crazy about these owners. Yeah. For you, Reds baseball is a thing that you will benefit from no matter what happens. You are going to make billions of dollars whenever this, either he will, Phil, I'm sure. He will. Will be the one who benefits from it. I don't think dad's the one that's going to sell the team. It'll be Phil at some point that probably will benefit from it when he's old. But anyway, him or his kids, someone will benefit. Their net worth is already ballooned up. They are benefiting from it no matter what happens on the field. When they go to these crap fest games, where do they sit? They sit up in the bleachers baking in the 85 degree July heat? No. If they're even at the game, they're in the owner's suite. They're in the nicest seats you have. So when they go to a game, their own experience is great. Even if the team sucks, their experience is pretty awesome. They can't wrap their brains or some of the owner class can't represent or can't wrap their brains around what it's like for a fan to sit there and suffer through this and buy ticket after ticket after ticket and watch your team get shellacked and then have hopes every year, maybe it'll be different. And have that that same owner who flies around the private jet saying, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Sip, drink, fall on my face. Like that's <laughs> that's who that guy is telling you, where are you going to go? He has a great time at the ballpark. Castellini loves his time at the ballpark. He doesn't care about you and how crappy it is for you and your family when you go to the ballpark. Lots of people like HBO's winning time. Jerry West is not one of those people. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident causing delays on 270 westbound and I-71. Traffic is still building in that area as they get things cleaned up. Plan about a 15 to 20 minute slowdown in the meantime as traffic continues to build. Traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR support for 30 plus years, including access to better benefits and HR technology. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
Filthy mouths, bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts. It's called cabbage. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. T-Bone's going to talk to you about water. That's right, Mike. If you don't like the way your water smells, the way it tastes, the way it looks at you, I don't think your water can look at you. Mm -hmm. But it might leave some nasty stains on your dishes, on your bathtub, your appliances. I have floating poo in my water. Well, that's a separate problem. But what I'm telling you is if you've got the white crusty stuff that's on your shower head, let's say, that's that's the funk. That's the evidence of funk in your water. So... Talk to the people who get the funk out of your water better than anyone else. That is Kinetico. My guys, my gals there, they know everything about water. They know about all the different problems with water all around central Ohio because depending on where you are, you may have different issues with your water. That's why they custom tailor a solution for your water after getting a water sample. KineticoColumbus.com. Find out how you can get the same system I have in my house. KineticoColumbus.com and mention you heard me talking about it to get an extra discount when you purchase. Uh, the HBO series Winning Time. Have you seen it? I have only seen clips. I have not yes. watched an entire show of it yet, right. but I have well, seen some some ep- some like clips of it, yes. and looks it looks all right. I remember when the show right before it was going to premiere, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out and said he was not in favor of any of this. Yeah, right. So that sort of made news, and now Jerry West is coming out saying he demands an apology and a retraction. I saw this from Ramona Shelburne on ESPN.com. Former Los Angeles Lakers executive Jerry West and one of the greatest players of all time. We sort of just throw that away. Right. I mean, he was a little bit more than an executive. Jerry West, I mean, the man is literally the logo. Am I wrong? That's right. Right. I mean, okay. Yes. Go back and read your history on the NBA if you have not been too familiar with jerry west time and i'm not here to say that ramona shelburne doesn't know the history of the nba but maybe that's something well, you put i know in that. the first paragraph too okay i'm i'm just pointing out that that for anyone who doesn't bring that up it should be brought up anyway jerry west demanded a retraction and an apology for what he called a baseless and malicious assault on his character in the hbo series winning time in a letter sent by his legal team to the network and producer Adam McKay on Tuesday evening, which was obtained by ESPN. West lawyers allege that Winning Time falsely and cruelly portrays Mr. West as an out-of-control, intoxicated rageaholic, which bears no resemblance to the real man, and asks for a retraction no later than two weeks from the receipt of this letter. Now again, I have not seen the show, so I don't know how they're portraying Jerry West here. It is also, you know, this is just a a letter sent to the producers. This is not a lawsuit here. He is not suing them. That may happen right. down the road, but as we're seeing in the entertainment world, I'm sure you've seen the news about this Johnny Depp trial and he's suing his ex-wife because he says that she slandered him. It's very difficult to prove otherwise. The burden of proof, I know I'm sounding like Florio here, Right, less intelligent version of him. The burden of proof is on you to prove that you are not those things. Jerry West, if he chooses to sue the producers of Winning Time, he's going to have to prove he's not a rageaholic. Well, and that's hard to do. That that would be very difficult to do. I think what's interesting here is to follow the timeline for those who don't know on how this all came to be. So there was a book that came out in 2014 called Showtime. Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty of the 80s. That is the book that was written by Jeff Perlman that 
is a real journalist who I believe does a really good job. I've read some of his other books. He wrote one on the 86 Mets, which I don't care if you like baseball or the Mets or anything. I read it because I'm a Mets fan. It is worth a read for anyone who likes sports and drama, and that team was crazy. I have not read Showtime, but from everything I've heard from Jeff Perlman about Showtime, he said basically, yeah, this idea has been kicking around for six, seven years. People have asked. He he got it wasn't Adam McKay. It was one of the other producers of this show who basically came over, had dinner with him and said, hey, I really like your book. I'd like to make it into a TV show. And he said, get out of here. Who wants to see that on TV? It, it's a book. It's not a TV show. And he's like, well, I think we could make it a TV show. And he said, all right, fine. You can have the rights to it for free. He optioned the rights to this book for, for free. free. Yeah, and then he said, in hindsight, that was probably a bad idea. Yeah, that was a bad idea. But he's gone out and promoted this show and said, this show is not a documentary. It is a dramatization of what I wrote about. And I reported on things that actually did happen. They took some of what did happen and based, used that to like amplify aspects of this story. And so he said he appreciates this series for what it is. But it's definitely not a just true to life, this is what I wrote well, about. They're just putting video to my text. You're writing about, you you're, you're have a show about real people, though. These are real people that well, exist. Th- that's what I'm trying to get to, is that it's very interesting where they're saying, no, this is a dramatization. Yes, but of a guy who actually is still alive. Yeah, it's different than people. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think Lincoln's going to come back from the grave and well, sue you for and that. Also, most people can watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and be like, I'm pretty sure that's not all canon. I don't think that's 100% accurate, but whatever. I don't know all the lore. Like in, in with the Lakers, if you don't know this story very well or you didn't read Jeff Perlman's book, you might just watch that show and think, well, this must have happened. Why else? Why would they put this on TV? Right. They're, this, they're saying this is based on a true story. Most things in Hollywood, when they say based on a true story, what they mean is they got the rights to someone's story and they thought it was good enough to begin writing the script. That's it, right? It doesn't It doesn't necessarily mean that every aspect of that note for note is accurate. They play up some parts because they're more dramatic. They lessen the impact of other moments that might have been just as important, but don't really fit in with the story they're trying to tell. So I understand Jerry West completely saying, hold on a second. I'm a rageaholic now on this like horrible person. I might have been frustrated by some things, but why am I portrayed in this way? And that's, I don't know where the answer lies legally. I mean, well, did, did these guys have to give permission for their likeness to be used? That's the, I don't understand how, I don't know how that you works. can just create a show with a real person that exists, put fake words in his mouth without the approval of that person. Well, right. And I don't know where the line is on, like, for example, Weird Al Yankovic can take someone's song as long as he re-records it, he doesn't have to call. Now, he does. No, he gets permission. But he doesn't have to because of the parody laws. Correct. He, he does not have to. But he won't do it yes. unless he gets permission. Because that's, that's a good thing by him to do. But he can theoretically go in and take any popular song, re-record the music. He can't just play their song and sing over it. He's got to re-record the music himself or with a band or somebody. But as long as he can make it sound just like their song and write different words to it, He's allowed to do that under the protection of freedom of speech and parody. I don't know where this falls because could you argue this is like, ah, this is a parody. This isn't, no, we're not saying this is 100% accurate. We acknowledge it's not all true. It's it's creative license. I don't know the answer on that because you're saying Jerry West did X, Y, and Z. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did X, Y, and Z. 
And that may or may not be true. Pat Riley is like this. Pat Riley's an executive of an NBA team right now. Like today. He's still there. It's very weird. Yeah, and there's this has been done before in, you know, cinema. I was thinking when I was reading this earlier that I'm quite sure George W. Bush didn't sign off on W. No, probably you know, not. And, and, and Dick Cheney didn't sign off on what was the one with Christian Bale when he was Dick Cheney? Well, that was the one I was thinking of. But yes, the uh, Well, it was the Josh Brolin W. Yes, I know that. But then the Dick Cheney one was the one I was thinking of where Christian Bale plays him. But that anyway, yeah, I want to say that was Adam McKay too, the same guy who did this, yeah, this yeah, you're winning right. time you're right. thing. I'm and, quite sure they didn't sign a piece of paper that says, yes, you can use right. me in this movie. Right. So th- there's got to be some allowance for you're a public figure. We can represent you. But it's got to. I mean, it's it's noted everywhere you read about this. This is a dramatization of the events that occurred. This is not 100 percent accurate. We are not acting out the literal conversations of what occurred. So I don't I don't know what the answer is on that. Honestly, I'm sure they've got lawyers that look yeah, into sure it, though, right? I mean, you can't invest millions of dollars in making this show and then say, oops, this is all not allowed. There aren't many sure things in sports, but I have one to share with you. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents out there. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 270 southbound after 670. Police and ODOT crews are now on scene. You'll also find a crash on 270 westbound at I-71. Traffic is slow here as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show and feel better about yourself. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hidner Motorsports here on The Fan. No Rimmer today. He will join us tomorrow instead because they're on a plane coming back from San Jose. Jackets lose in San Jose last night. The Sharks had lost 10 in a row before that victory last night. Yeah, it's uh, not great to be dropping games. Was that every game on this road trip where they gave up three goals in like a five-minute span? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't a good trip. No, not a good trip. Not a good trip. They're back at home for the Senators on Friday night. Uh, Chris Paul, I was unaware of this stat. So, of course, you know, Bone, the uh, Phoenix Suns are playing the New Orleans Pelicans in the postseason. For those who haven't followed any NBA at all, No one in this room would qualify, but others who may be listening. Uh, The Suns have been the best team in the West and in the league pretty much all year. I mean, they had the best record. They are expected to be one of the teams there at the end. But yeah, they're they're excellent this season, especially when Chris Paul is playing. Anyway, the Suns were looking to take a 2-0 series lead last night. They didn't. They lost the game to the Pelicans 125-114. to One of the referees for this game was Scott Foster. Chris Paul now 
has a 0-14 record in playoff games where Foster was a referee. That's wild. 0 for 14. That is unbelievable. Now, I'm not saying that you know Scott Foster has it in for Chris Paul. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But what a stat that is. Well, and if you want to talk about saying there might just be something to this number, I, I don't know how you could look at 13-0 and 0 and say, well... There's, these are just all random coincidences. But let, let's just point out, last year, they, game six of the NBA Finals, the Bucks were playing the Suns. They were in the Finals last year, too, for those not paying attention. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Suns, and that ended up being the game-winning... That's the championship game. That's the game that got them the NBA title, right? Scott Foster was in that game as a referee. Does that mean that the Suns would have won that game otherwise? Of course not. You're playing the team that won the title and they beat you in that game because they were going to go on and win the title. But now you look at this one last night, you're the one seed, you're playing the play-in of play-in teams, the second play-in team in an eight seed on the road and you are uh, there on the road, you're at home and you lose that game. That's where people are looking at this saying, I can't believe this is still happening. 14 straight with one referee being involved is the only common factor. This is different teams, different seasons, different teammates. I mean, everything. He's changed franchises. He's Mm -hmm. gone different places in his career, and this is still happening. Day baseball today. Reds and Padres will start in about 15 minutes. We have the first of a double dip. Between the Guardians and the White Sox, top of the sixth at Progressive Field, Guardians up 10 to nothing. I would like to make another request as I'm watching this game out of the corner of my eye. All right. Now, look, I have sort of changed my tune a bit on the fun police and we can't show any emotion in sports and in baseball. I have sort of turned the corner on that. I'm not the stickler that I used to be. However, perhaps in a 10 run baseball game, when you single to right field, you don't get to first base, look at the dugout, and do surfer dude hand signals. <laughs> all right? Yeah, it's team bonding. Hey, you know, boop, 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 boop. They all have like a little thing they got to do to the yeah, dugout. Every team now has their own hand gestures right. that go. Well, let's let's make it a rule. What do you have to be losing by or winning by when the hand gestures go away? Well, how about, how about this, though? I agree with what you're saying, but on the other side of that, I don't think any I don't think you're advocating this and certainly I don't think anyone else should be doing this. That does not mean the next time that guy comes up to bat you throw one at his ear. No, I'm not saying that. No, I know, but that's like unwritten base unwritten no. baseball rule guy sometimes tends to go, "Well, you showboated in a game where you were losing, so now we got to kill you." And it's like, I don't know that that's the response. No, Maybe I'm, it's just I'm against murder. You're you're being a douchebag. Like, stop being a douchebag. That's the answer. Well, you know what we should have in this game, and you and I have talked about it for years, strategic forfeit. Yes! Now, Tony, Tony La Russa should walk out there petting his white cat and just say, hey, we're done with this one. We'll see you for game two. I, Save I, the bullpen. Now, I think we have to amend one glaring issue, because I, I, have, I have advocated for strategic forfeit for years, but let me, let me you know, present the reason why this may not be wanted. Why? If I pay for a ticket to a game and in the you know third inning, Tony La Russa walks out and is like, that's enough. We're done. Now I've got, yes, my team won if First I'm a all, Guardians fan. All right. But in this case, you paid for a ticket. You're getting two games. 
Well, I it's know a, that. It's a double it's header. Double header. But let's just say that was not the case. But it is the case. Yeah. I know, but there are games where strategic forfeits would happen after like a Friday night at 7 p.m. You planned all week to go to this game, and then two innings in, they're like, that's enough well, for us. You, you, pay, you paid to see your team win. They won. Okay. There you go, Guardians I, fans. I think then if if we introduce strategic forfeit, there should be some level of acknowledgement that if the game does not reach seven innings, you get your money back, or you get credit to another game. Right, here's what you do. Whatever you want to do. Here's Either what way. You do. I like this. First of all, if I were at a game, I paid for ticket, go to the game, my team is kicking the other team's ass so badly that in the fourth inning, the opposing manager comes out. You got to make a big spectacle. Oh, it's got to be a sign. You got to wave. You you have to like bow in apology. Here's what I want. I want the, the manager has to come out, take off his dumb uniform and lay it on the ground and be like, we give. That's fine. And then he walks away and his opposing mascot kicks his ass, just kicks him in the ass. (laughs) He brings like a pool noodle and just starts swatting him. First of all, I would love that. I would cheer it. But you want to make sure people get their money's worth. And this is creating jobs. What you do for every single game, you know, just in case, just like we have tarps and ground crews, we don't need them every single game. Right, but they have to be on staff. But they're at the ready. What you have is you have a group of old timers and celebrities ready to play a softball game. I like that. So that's nice. You're at this game right now, and all of a sudden, you know, Jim Tomey and Travis Hafner come out for home run derby. Look at that. How that'll keep that the fans great? entertained. Wouldn't that be great? And half price beer. Yeah. If you're if your team gets to strategic forfeit time and they, they make the other team submit. I guess that's like if you pay for a UFC fight yeah, and you exactly. sit there and watch Could it. Could be over minute, in 30 seconds. And a minute in, they're just like, no, nah, I tapped out or I got knocked out. You celebrate that. You don't say I should be allowed to another fight. But maybe you have some extra entertainment to sell some more food and Bev. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. What else could we do? Maybe let's let's keep that same idea, but instead of an old timers game, you also have like a an aging rock band just on hand. Like 10,000 Maniacs is there? Sure. Remember when 10,000 Maniacs played the Kroger parking lot <laughs> next to the old radio station? And Nat- Natalie Merchant were, was not there. Yes, she's out, but everyone else was there, and you were kind of, I think you were bummed to find out that this was the level they'd fallen to. Well, doesn't that play in the side lot at sad? Kroger? No, I know, but how theoretically, you could have a thousand people come out to something like that. Right. Whereas if they played at, I don't know, a club that sits. Were there a thousand? Were there a thousand people? No. It was four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. <laughs> people were walking out of there with sushi orders. Going, what the going, hell is what happening? What is going on? These are the days we remember. Except it's not Natalie Merchant. It's, it's somebody else singing the song. Right. It's like if you turned on porn. You like porn. You okay. like growing pains. But if you found Tracy Gold in your porn, wouldn't you feel sad for Tracy Gold? Even if there was a part of you that wanted to see her naked? Okay. I'm just saying, wouldn't you feel sad for her? You'd say, I can't watch this. This is Carol Seaver. I now she's taking it. Now, now her tulips are getting watered. I think you've underestimated the amount of people who would still watch that. Because I feel sad. I couldn't I watch that. Would, and I would too. But there are a lot of people who'd be like, well, this is, I guess, what's on. I guess I'm watching. Ben Seaver knocks at the door. No. What are you doing in there, <laughs> sis? That's not good. <laughs> Leave me alone. Fake step bro. Actual step bro. No, they were real. They were no, real. No, but I'm saying it, but they're not. They're actors. Well, they're like, actors. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. 
Uh, the Big Ten announced where future championship games will be held today. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on 270 southbound after 670. It is blocking the left lane. Police and ODOT crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful. Plan on slowdowns and keep an eye out for those crews. Traffic report is sponsored by Insperity. Insperity providing HR services for 30 plus years, including access to better benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up at 448. No Rimmer today. Normally we talk to him at 534, but... They are traveling back from San Jose, so Rimmer will join us tomorrow at 4.34. Jackets back in town on Friday to battle the Senators. The San Diego Padres have reached a deal with Motorola for an ad on their jerseys next season. They are the first baseball team to announce such a partnership. Uh, All teams will have some sort of ad on their jersey, but Padres are the first one to make this deal. Uh, This is notable for two reasons for me. Uh, Number one, they're the first baseball team with an ad on the jersey. Number two, I learned today that Motorola still exists. I did not know that it did. Right. I'm trying to think of what... I know I've... I know they're doing something. I'm trying to think of... Well, clearly they're doing something. What is the common thing that they're making that we're still using? I think they're making phones. Yeah, because the Razor came back, didn't it? I don't know. I think they made that a thing. Hello, Moto. Yeah, I think the Razor now, they have like a foldable... A a foldable? And that's a foldable... Look at this photograph! (laughs) A foldable screen that you can use on like it looks like the old razor but it flips open and then it's a full screen Mm -hmm. so whatever all right good for motorola good for motorola i will say this about uh advertising on jerseys and uniforms it is something that i have i i do not blame anyone who is a baseball traditionalist who says i don't like it i think it will cheapen what i look at in an already cheapened product that's fine i understand why you might feel that way what I will tell you from the other side of it, as someone who has watched many sports over the years where advertising has been a thing, namely soccer and NASCAR, but there's plenty of other ones too, you do feel like when the advertising is suddenly not on the jersey after being there for a while, it almost feels like something happened and now you're in like a minor league or something. There, there will come a point, I think, for many, not all, for many baseball fans who let's say you like to wear sports jerseys, that's your thing, you're that person, you're going to go out to the store and they're going to have the eighty nine ninety nine option where there's no official you know, sponsor logo on it. And then they're going to have the one that's the actual on-field jersey that does have the logo on it. And you're going to feel like you're not getting the full deal if you don't get the one with the yeah, advertising it's, logo. It's going to take some time. And it's not, these advertisements are not as prominent as soccer where they're front and center. 
Oh, I know. And I, I understand why that, that's important to have the newest and latest. And I get that. But I wonder about the effectiveness of this. I know the NBA has been doing this for a couple of years. And maybe these companies that advertise on the jerseys, they've seen an increase in business. I have no idea. But I wonder about that because, you know, the, the Blue Jackets have sponsors on their helmets now. I can't for the, I have watched parts of every single game this season. I can't for the life of you tell you what is on the Blue Jacket helmet. I know it's there. Yeah, I think it depends on every sport's a little bit different, right? And I do think that the NBA, there's, for example, and this is what baseball's going to have to kind of figure out. Hockey is not, to me, a sport that is as driven by its stars. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like, and especially with the Blue Jackets, too, you know, I don't think you're seeing them, a lot of their, a lot of Blue Jackets players just are not nationally getting, like, shown on ESPN every other five seconds, right? But if you watch Sports Center in the morning or if you watch Sports Center really anytime, like you're definitely seeing more and more of these logos. And obviously the NBA does a lot better job, I think, than most leagues of marketing their players. So in every shot you see of a player close up, which is a lot of what the NBA tries to get, they want to show you the faces. They want you identifying with Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and LeBron and everybody else. You're a lot of times seeing that logo because it's just right there. It's if if the shot is unless it's just their chin and forehead and everything in between, once you zoom out to like shoulders and above, you're getting the logo. You're getting that sometimes before you're getting the team logo, yeah. you're getting the sponsor logo. What's the Cavs sponsor? Is it Goodyear? Goodyear, yeah. Which makes sense, right? Ties to Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Based out of Akron, that makes a whole lot of sense. But I think that's where you will eventually start to see this popping up is you know, you're gonna get a baseball card or something that's gonna have these logos on it. Like that's not that that's the only reason you're doing it, but the value is there for these companies to say, look at how many impressions we're going to make. Every time there's a photo of this guy online, our logo is going to be there. Well, we've talked about this for years. You know, when it comes to logos on football jerseys, it'll eventually be there, but we already see them. When you see the Nike swoosh, that is a logo. That's what I'm... When yes. you see Under Armour, that is a logo. Oh, and I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm... You might say, no, I would never buy a baseball jersey with a corporate logo on it. That's how dare you. Let me ask you this. If you go to the store and they've got an Ohio State logo or jersey and it doesn't have the swoosh on it or it does, which one would you rather have? There's a lot of I'm not saying everyone is like this. I'm saying there are a lot of people who t today would say, well, I want the real one. Yeah. I want the one that's made officially by the company. Well, that there's makes already the jersey. a Nike swoosh on the baseball jerseys, right? Yes, because they, they make the jerseys now. That's what I'm saying, though, is we accept these corporate logos. That's okay, apparently, because it's an apparel maker. But if another company that sells you cell phones is on there, now that's too far. Okay. I, I I hesitate to see the difference. You know Look, what I mean? We've, we've First of all, sports has always been commercial, all right? Whether it's names on ballparks, which, you know... Came in later, but really didn't, because if you look at Wrigley Field, for example, yes, that was the owner of the team, but he's also trying to sell you gum. Right. All right? He didn't name it Cubs Park. <laughs> he yeah. named it Wrigley Field because he wants you to associate the Chicago Cubs with a pack of gum. We've always had ads in the outfield. We've had baseball players doing cigarette commercials and chewing tobacco commercials. The original baseball cards were advertisements for tobacco. Yes, they this has always been commercial. Well, in fact, I remember years ago there you remember uh, there were Bugs Bunny cartoons they did, at least one that had Bugs playing baseball and he plays this team all by himself. And in that game in that in that cartoon, they show one of the players for the team he's playing, he hits a ball really hard, runs up against the wall, 
and the guy, the ball hits the guy in the mouth and he's smoking a cigar. Because again, cartoons, great time to show kids smoking. That's a good idea. But this is, that was made in the 40s. And as his cigar explodes, because the baseball hit it, he is next to the wall. There's an ad that says, is your tobacco letting you down? Like that was such a cultural thing that in a cartoon about baseball, they were like, yeah, people will get that there's ads on the wall at all these ballparks. You know, that's 80 years ago we're talking. Everything so. has always been overly commercial. I was watching a show about uh, I Love Lucy the other day. You know, I enjoy I Love Lucy, yeah, but yeah. this is more of a behind-the-scenes look. And, you know, Lucy and Desi were always smoking in the episodes, which, you know, these episodes are in the early 50s. Lots of people smoked. But they smoked a particular brand of cigarettes that sponsored the show, and they did commercials. They, it was written in their contract. They had to be smoking each of them at least once per episode. Wow. I did not know that. But I'm just saying, this, this is the golden age of television, and we still have commercialism inside the product. This yeah. is not new. No, of course not. But, but it's going to take some getting used to. I don't deny that. And, I'm, and I acknowledge there will be a lot of people who initially say, I won't buy any jersey or anything that has that sponsor logo on it. I am telling you that there will be an acceptance period where a lot of people will suddenly say, well, I want the, I want the most authentic thing. I want the real thing. I think yeah. that desire will trump your, I don't want to have any corporate logos on this. You'll want, I think a lot of people will say, I want the real thing. Going back to your point, though, that eventually it'll just become normal and the alternative will be weird. I mean, go back and, and look at some of the old hockey footage where there's no ads on the board. It looks and it looks we- It looks weird. Of course. You're just, I'm saying we get used to the things that we see all the time. And when you see that all the time, when that is regarded as an authentic piece of baseball that you're watching now, you're watching a video or a highlight or the whole game, whatever you're looking at, you're going to, if, if suddenly those logos disappeared, you go, wait, what happened? Yeah. If you see like, sometimes they put these old games on and they just have that green screen behind home plate, like a newer vintage game, right? Where they have the green screen, they put the ad up there during the original broadcast, but they don't do it in these you know, replays of the broadcast, and suddenly you're looking at it going, why is there just a big green block there? That's why, because usually there was an ad there, but you're not seeing it now. The Big Ten announced today that the football championship game will remain at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, or as Gene Smith likes to call it, the Hoosier Dome for each of the next three years. The men's basketball tournament will take place in Chicago's United Center in 2023 and in Minneapolis's Target Center in 2024. The women's tournament will be in Minneapolis each of the next two seasons. So if you just like all tournament things being in Indy, Big Ten tournament, you're going to have to travel. You have to go to Chicago, have to go to Minneapolis in 2024. It's interesting. I think the Minneapolis one is, uh, you know, I don't I don't think they've ever gone there, have they? For the no, men's basketball they went, tournament? They went to the they went to New York. Yep, that's right. I don't I don't Did they go to did they go to Phil, did they go somewhere? They they were, DC. DC, DC, that's, that's right. Where, they went yeah. there. I don't mind having different locations. I just, I do think Indy is a great location. I think Chicago is a great location for it. I don't mind either of those ones being where it well, is. Well, to me, Indy's the best location because, you know, everybody's staying in hotels. You can walk right to the thing. Sh- Chicago, it's more spread out. Right. It's a bigger city. And quite frankly, I don't think the big cities like Chicago and New York and D.C., they don't need the Big Ten tournament, so they don't treat it like it's a big deal. Indianapolis does. Well, and I've said for years, eventually, if we're going to move this thing around, it better come here. Well, fair enough. It, it better happen that it, we get it here one of these years. And Gene, honestly, I know he won't. He's probably not the type of person to do this. 
Gene Smith should say, before I retire, if he's going to retire, before I retire, this thing needs to be here. I'd like a chance. Like, he didn't have to make that public statement. Talk to all the other ADs. Now, and talk to everybody else and say. in March. We can't have that. <laughs> Is Nationwide Arena not prepared no. for frost no, and cold? not That's, prepared. I didn't think Gotta of that. Got to go to You're Minneapolis right. instead. <laughs> I didn't think of that. You're right. Uh, what's coming up next? Oh, Tom Brady. Could Tom Brady be getting a new contract in Tampa? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 670 eastbound before Leonard Avenue. It is blocking the left side. Traffic is slow from I-71 in this area. You'll also find a crash on I-70 westbound before Wilson Road. ODOT crews are on scene. Please be careful over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about holistic, healthy living at Fresh Time's Vitamins and Body Care Sale. Now through April 26, save 25% on over 5,000 wellness products from immune-boosting supplements to nourishing skin care. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Check out our podcast. Wherever you get your audio, just search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. It's free. You'd be stupid not to do it. Stupid. And leave us a nice five-star review. That's how you get the customers. You're just stupid. Hey, stupid. Hey, dummy. Why haven't you done this yet? Go do what we say. Otherwise, you're stupid. Stupid. Um, so, Mike, there's some sad news here. Obviously, we all know about the tragedy involving Dwayne Haskins, and it's been a rough you know, little while that we've had to think about that, and obviously, all our thoughts still go to his family, uh, his wife. There, There is some news on that front. There were uh, you know, questions about, you know, we heard he got hit by a truck on the freeway in South Florida. And so people were saying, naturally, I don't think this is malicious for people to say, well, what set of circumstances led to that occurring? Um, now, I saw this is from 10TV. And 911 calls obtained by 10TV. Dwayne Haskins' wife told dispatchers he was stranded on a highway in South Florida and needed gas before he was fatally struck earlier this month. So you go a little further and you read down in the article, there's a little more info. You can go hear the 911 calls. I believe some of that has been released but I don't know why you would. I no. I'm just saying. Like for, when I watch these crime shows and they have 911 calls on there, I can't listen to that stuff. I can't do it. Yeah, and I apologize. I don't know her first name. It's it's Calabria Haskins, I believe. Anyway, his wife Calabria called 911 and said basically she was on the phone with Dwayne Haskins and he said, "Yeah, the car's out of gas. I have to go find gas." And she said, well, call me back when you do and when you get back to your car and get it going again. And so she said she waited a little while, did not hear anything from him, then tried to call him multiple times. The phone just rang and rang and rang. It never picked up. And eventually the phone just stopped working. And so that is what led her to call 911 and say, hi, my husband said he would call me back and he never did. And this is the situation and then it goes from there. So I won't give you the rest of the details. Obviously, well, it's, it's a very heartbreaking a situation, but terribly sad story. But 
Yeah, and I, and I think it's it, it's newsworthy enough to put out there. I know it's sad, but it's something also for people because sadly, when there's a lack of information, then people start coming up with various little oh, theories you have, you and have things. No and idea how many stories that so I heard. It's so disgusting to me when people do after that after the fact. You know, here's what really happened. I got a friend, and my friend said this, and. You know, when all this info comes out, Ohio State's not going to want to honor this guy. And I said, what, what are we talking about here? First of all, let's say, let's say this guy was struggling with something or was, was on something and ran out into traffic and either killed himself on purpose or killed himself because of, he was under the influence of something. How does that change anything here? I don't, I, dude, I, I don't understand you. that. Unless, unless the inside info you have is, well, Dwayne Haskins murdered a couple 12 year olds, then ran out in the highway and then got hit by the car. Yes, I guess that would change the narrative. But even if he's on something, even if he's suicidal and he dies, how is that any different is if he's going to get gas? How right. is that different? I mean, for some people, they would say, well, why did he do that? Or why was that the case? But the reality is, I don't think anybody, Yes, this is the dumb thing we do sometimes when people look at someone who wasn't possibly, possibly perfect. Like, I, I've seen people even say, how do you run out of gas? I don't know how you run out of gas, but we've all done it. We've all had those moments. Does anyone deserve to die for that? Like, what are we talking about? Where where are people's, where's your empathy? I think we've officially jumped the shark in hot takeville. yes. Yes, when, when we have. Doing, How do you run out of gas? Yes, we have. What are you doing? You've been I, watching too much Skip Bayless. Honestly, like y- people need to realize that the things that you see and we work in this medium, this very sometimes toxic medium where people talk and they have to talk all day and they got to say things about everything. And this game happened last night. And can you believe this happened? And what about that? We do this so often that I think sometimes our brains get a little Swiss cheesed out of it, and suddenly we just say really, not me and you necessarily, though we say plenty of dumb things, but I'd like to believe you and I still have the humanity enough to say when something tragic like this happens, we can just go, wow, that's extraordinarily tragic and sad. And I have no I have no hot take on it other than I wish his family nothing but warmth and love in this time yeah, of you don't always ultimate have to have distress. A hot take. Right, I just... It's so saddening to me when people feel like I can't just leave the fact that this tragic accident occurred in this man. It looks like died just of a of a real random situation, but not something this idea that there has to always be some other explanation. There always has to be some conspiracy. There always has to be something. No, sometimes there's just a sad story that happened and it's bad and it's tragic and we have to honor that and move on. And and move on I mean in the way of we just say this was sad and horrible and we'll remember this guy forever. But no, it doesn't doesn't mean that this situation is any less sad now that we find out that this is what it was. But at least there's a little more info out there. I know people were looking for some of this information because we're, we're curious by nature. Humans are curious by nature. So if that's you, now the info is out there a little bit more. You can go read that and find out for yourself. Tampa GM Jason Lick says they have had no discussions with Tom Brady about a new contract. Uh, you know, we heard the stories about him potentially going to the Dolphins. Florio will not let this go. He had another little blurb from Sean Payton who admitted that, you know, like, hey, maybe the Dolphins contacted me through an intermediary, but I didn't really have any conversations with them. And this Tom Brady thing, it's the first time I've heard about it. Now, of course, Florio wrote that up today and said, yes, Sean Payton admits 
<laughs> that there was backroom dealings. He, he will not let this go. He's got this in his thorn or claw thorn in his. He's got a thorn claw? in his side. Side. I don't know. He's claw? got something up his craw. Anyway, he's got <laughs> something up thorn somewhere. Yeah. But here's my question to you. Because now some people believe Tom Brady's only playing for the Bucs because he has no choice. The Bucs were not going to let him out of the contract. They were not going to trade his rights someplace else. He still wants to play, and this is the only place he can play. Do you think that we will see Tom Brady in another uniform by the time his career is up? That That's a hard one for me to figure out because, quite honestly, I don't, I don't know what motivates this guy anymore. Other than he doesn't want to be around, like, not football. I'm not even saying he doesn't want to be around his family. He doesn't want to be around everyday yes, life. His, his family just, falls he, into the not football yeah, category. He, I'm just saying, not the, like, yes, that's not that's not nefarious or he doesn't like them or anything like that. It's just he doesn't want to do anything but play football. And so as long as he's able to play football, he's going to do that. To what level he's motivated to do that, it, I guess if I had to bet on it right now, I'd say, yeah, he probably will be in another uniform because at some point, Tampa's probably going to say, I don't know, maybe this is the time to move on. Everybody's getting old. We need to blow this thing up and start over, and we'll draft a new quarterback. See you, Tom. And then Tom goes, cool. This other team's still going to pay me. I'm going to go over there and play. And maybe it's a worse team that isn't as good of an outlook, and he's two years older from now. (laughs) I don't know, but the guy has not shown me any reason why he wants to leave football. Yes, he left and retired for a hot two seconds, And even that, remember how drawn out that was, where we all thought, this looks pretty obvious, looks like he's going to retire. He finally announced it and then almost instantly caved and said, nope, never mind, I'm back. So to me, that says the guy can't, he has not dealt yet with the fact that someday he will not play football. And until he shows me he can handle that, I'll say, yeah, he probably will jump on some other team somewhere. If you asked me this a year ago, I would have said, no, I think it's Tampa Bay and then he's done. But just the way everything is developing... I can see him playing someplace else. I was actually thinking about the the perfect destination for him, if it exists. Now, I know a lot of people speculated maybe he'll go back to Foxborough. I don't don't think that's going to be the case. But he's going to want to go to a team that he thinks is ready to win. The only thing missing is him. Hmm. And you're going to need a team that also wants to have some name recognition. They want to make a splash. Because Tom Brady's on the roster. Tom Brady has said that he doesn't want to play in the cold anymore. Yeah. Right? He said that. Doesn't want to live where it's cold anymore. I can see him after this season going and playing for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a very interesting. He one. would instantly make them relevant in that city where they are an afterthought. That is a good team that I don't think has lived up to what they should be. The Chargers can turn around, and if he has another good season, trade Justin Herbert for three first-round picks that they will then use to make the team around Tom Brady even better. Yeah, that's that's not a bad call at all. And obviously, we know the connections, right, with San Francisco, which are still believed to be pretty solid. No, they don't want him. They got Trey Lance. They don't want him now. I don't know why. They apparently didn't want him two years ago. Well, okay. Let's say Trey Lance goes out there this year and looks just objectively terrible, and then next year maybe Tampa's just like, yeah, we've had it. We're done. We're good. We're moving on. Maybe then they say, let's give him a shot. But you're right. California certainly, I know he's you know he's from California. Obviously grew up more in the Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I, I, I could see that happening 
100%. That would make a lot of sense. One fan base has told their team that they've had enough. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. This is an injury crash with emergency crews on scene. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. About a 15 to 20 minute slowdown is expected. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. One fan base has given up on their team because they believe their team has given up on them. I was reading this piece today from Ray Ratto, who has covered baseball in the Bay Area for like 40 years. And he was talking about the A's, who are playing the Orioles right now. Last night, the crowd in Oakland to watch this game was 3,748. That is the advertised attendance. That 3,748. I think a lot of teams use the tickets redeemed uh you know standard for how they figure out what that number is meaning that's the number of tickets that actually got scanned in the door that that (laughs) probably doesn't indicate how many people you saw sitting in the stands at any one given time because a lot of those people probably were up moving around some at the concession stands but that is that is brutal the uh the home opener was on monday the attendance for the a's home opener this year was 17,503. Wow. For the home opener. And I'm, I'm reading I'm this. I'm sure that's a decent crowd for them. No, it's not. But it's not the, it's a, the lowest not opening day opener. crowd in, was it 40 years or something like no, that? No, I just mean on an average day, 17 grand would probably be not too bad for them. But yes, that's the best crowd you're going to get all year. Now I'm reading more of this piece. It says Monday's hope home opener, which drew a miserable 17,503. Uh, concession lines were long because the concession areas were both few and understaffed. And even the kids club booth allegedly had one sad person in it telling people there was no more kids club. And the only oh. information on the team's website is that news on the kids club is coming soon. When? May, October 2027? By then, presumably, all the kids in the world will be adults and there won't be any reason to have a kids club at all. It's a wonder the media guy doesn't carry the motto, A's baseball, go away. That's... Now, Ray, That's pretty harsh, but he's not wrong. Well, Ray is talking about here, and I guess this is the sentiment among A's fans, is that the A's ownership is trying to make this look so bad in Oakland yeah. that the other owners will have no choice but to approve relocation, and they're free to go to Las Vegas, I guess. Well, that's that's something we obviously know from the movie Major League. That's a, that's a thing that was a ploy in a movie. Yes. That whether we think... You know, anyone would actually do that in real life. 
I tend to think that's something that people would do. Obviously, the Save the Crew movement was based a little bit on that, was it not? With Anthony Precourt, because yes. there were a lot of things he seemed to do around the crew that drove people away. It wouldn't surprise me if the A's are trying desperately to make that case, because ultimately, we know what they want. It's what every Major League Baseball owner, it's what a lot of these NFL owners want, too. It's this idea of we don't just want a new stadium or we don't just want upgrades to our facility. We want the right to own all the land around the new stadium or around the existing stadium and then sell all of that or rent it out to people, build on it, develop it, and make all the profits from that as well as the profits we get from this baseball team in the stadium, which we also want the local people to pay for. That's where I think a lot of, you know, Rightfully so, local places or you know cities and townships are saying, no, we don't want to give you that. We're not willing to do that. That is why, by the way, the Braves are no longer in actually Atlanta, right? They're in Cobb County, Georgia. Suburbs. Cobb County said, we're happy to pay for all that. We're happy to give you whatever you want. And now they've, I think, I want to say all the people who shoved that through in Cobb County or many of them got voted out of office. Some went to jail. Right. It was extremely corrupt. That's how you're getting these deals done, sadly, for a lot of these situations anymore, is the voting constituents are even saying, no, we don't want to do it. And then the local politicians are like, well, we have to. They do it, and then it's it doesn't go well. So Oakland is standing up to the A's. Can you imagine what it must be like to be an Oakland sports fan? No. Where your football team has left you not once, but twice. They've left. Your basketball team has moved across the bay. Yes, to, to the, the more affluent San Francisco. Right. Your baseball team is almost, you're right, it's almost like Major League where they're trying to just get you to stay away so they can convince the other owners that they're better off in Las Vegas. Well, right, like, I think that's when some people say, like, how? what do you mean they're trying to keep you away? It's Maybe is that, that isn't even the right term. It takes a lot less effort to reach your all-time low, I would say, than your all-time high, Right. Like, you can drive down ticket sales a lot easier than you can build up ticket sales, correct? Like, all you have to do is just not put any effort in. Don't staff the concession stands. Cut a few things Lines out of the were budget. long at the concession stands for a crowd of 17,000 people on opening day. Right. If you're not going to staff it, then when are you going to staff exactly it? Exactly right. And my point is... That you may say, well, you're you're telling me they had this grand plan. No, what I'm saying is they're basically not interested in making this experience good for the people that are going to these games. And maybe there are people within the front office that want that. But if the message from ownership is no, you can't have a budget of more than this for your stadium workers. And if they know that's thirty percent of what it usually would be for an opening day, well, guess what? You're going to have a lot of people going away from that stadium saying this sucked, and I don't want to come back. It might just be as simple as. The ownership of the A's is like, don't put any money into this. We don't want to spend any more than we have to to open these doors and let people come in. We are actively not trying to add people to this. That's a lot easier to do than, say, get everyone in and convince them to come back and watch these games. The crew have not been playing well. They've lost three in a row in MLS action. And then last night lost to Detroit City FC in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, so for those who don't, follows soccer enough to know what that is it is quite simply a cup where any team that is professional in nature and some which are not professional like semi-professional can play in this thing it's called the open cup it's like the fa cup in england to some degree it's the oldest soccer tournament in the u.s over 100 years old believe it or not but that is a game that 
I don't care if you take your B team up to Detroit, you are playing a much inferior team. You should not lose that game. It is pretty jarring, in fact, that they did lose this game uh, two to one. The goal that the crew scored came from a uh, penalty kick they got in like the seventh minute. And then they gave up a goal from the run of play and gave up their own penalty late in the game that Detroit converted and won two to one. Just like to give you the scores, Mike, for the crew over the last few weeks here. All right. Uh, two to one, like I said yesterday, the only goal coming from a penalty kick. Bad. Saturday lost two to nothing to Orlando, so they didn't score any goals in that game from Bad. the run of play. That's two games straight they haven't scored from the run of play. Uh, Philadelphia, they got shut out one to nothing yeah. and actually scored the goal in that game, came off of Aloy Room, the goalkeeper, as an own goal. So they're like negative one in that scoring column. They played Nashville prior to that at home and lost that game one to nothing. Uh, the last goal they scored that was not, you know, like a penalty. that was in an MLS game was March 20th. I don't know if anybody's paid attention. Today is, is April one, 20th. One month from today. <laughs> so the only goal they have scored in any competition in a month has been a penalty kick to a USL team. That's not great. And I'll tell you this. Some people bristle when this gets brought up. Caleb Porter has a track record everywhere he goes. He has success early, and then his teams kind of fade after having the talent to get a championship. They don't ever really realize that again. And I have said last year I had major concerns about his ability to coach this team after they didn't make the playoffs. And now we are staring at a team yet again that is looking at a slide and doesn't really have a lot of answers on how to fix it. Maybe it's not Caleb Porter's fault, but they're, they're, they, it's not like they got a bunch of injuries, Mike. They're mostly healthy, and they are losing badly to teams that they... Sh- I know they played some tough games. Orlando, Philly, Nashville, those are tough teams in MLS. Shouldn't You shouldn't go scoreless in those three games. I'm sorry. It's just not a thing you should do. You should not lose to Detroit. I don't care how bad of a team you took up there. You should still win that game. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash on I-70 westbound before Wilson Road. It is causing slowdowns in that area. ODOT crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful. We'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. About a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Kelly Blue Book. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash offers an official offer to buy your car. Enter your vehicle ID info, answer some questions, and get a no-obligation offer to sell or trade it. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car, schedule a time, and drive away with confidence. For all of the it's kvb.com it. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. One more thing on the Oakland A's. Last segment, I was talking about how they had 3,500 people there. Opening day, 17,000 people. And how the facilities are crap. We've talked in the past about poo overflowing sewage yeah, issues right. there. 
not staffing people concessions, almost like a real-life major league where the owners want every excuse to move that team out of there. One other thing that was mentioned in this piece, and you and I talked about it, but I forgot about it. The problem apparently has not been solved. There is still an army of feral cats living inside the Coliseum. Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm dead serious. And I don't know how that's not rectified in one day. How if your ownership, you don't get in touch with exterminators and animal control and say, I don't care how many people you need to get in here. Right. You get rid of this problem. However, they're getting in here. You seal it up. I don't want to hear about this ever again. It's embarrassing. We shouldn't have this issue. That has not occurred. (laughs) I'm going to guess that. It probably is a little difficult to get a group of feral cats out of a place once they've established residence, but it can't be that hard once you do that to keep them out, given that I've never heard of that happening at any other outdoor stadium, college, pro, right? Have you? I'm sure stuff gets in, Well, right? Like, Raccoons, yeah, have, cats, have, whatever. But that stuff, something's going to get in, find what it wants, and then it probably, you know, someone sees it, makes enough noise, or there's just so many people around. You don't let the problem grow. No. You don't where let it's a- an army of cats. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, that's bad. On campus, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the heat? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train air conditioners. Bone. Well, man, we will uh, have a lot of news for you in this segment about transfers and guys moving to different schools. Couple updates from recruiting. We'll start with wide receiver Ajay Hall. He became the fourth ex-Alabama player who has transferred to Texas. To join Steve Sarkeesian. Now, he had four catches, did Hall, for 72 yards in his seven appearances last year. So, not exactly like, you know, getting all the playing time. But he is a guy who still has a lot of measurable talent, right? Six foot three, 195-pound wide receiver. Entered the transfer portal last month. So, uh, a young, talented player. He had a stellar spring game last season where people thought big things could be coming for him. But never really materialized overall. He was the number 45 player overall in the 2021 recruiting class, too. So this is what we have talked about when we bring up recruiting numbers. And I want Ohio State to have a top five class every year. I think that's extremely important. I'm sure all Buckeye fans agree with that. But it's not just, oh, cool, they're all on campus. Well, now they're here forever. No, now you got to keep recruiting. And as we've seen, guys have left after a year here. That is not just Ohio State. That happens at Alabama. It happens everywhere. So... Keep your eyes on that one, but uh, yeah, he could still do some big things down the road, uh, but Texas gets a big recruit there from the portal. Notre Dame, meanwhile, gets one from the ranks of high school. Four-star wide receiver Braylon James has committed, and with that, Marcus Freeman, as his first year as head coach at Notre Dame, they Irish are now sitting atop the 2023 recruiting rankings right. for the class. So. Let them live. Yeah, big get there. He committed to Notre Dame over Stanford and TCU. Do you he know is, if that's based on the, the sheer numbers they have in this class? It, or? it very well could be. Uh, it also says that right now his commitment pushed them past Ohio State, Arkansas, and Texas Tech for the number one class with nine commitments. I know the Buckeyes, I don't think, have nine no, commitments I think they right have, now. No, I think they have six, don't they? Right, so it could just be a numbers thing there, but either way, that's that's still a, a nice get for Marcus Freeman and his staff. So, yeah, this is uh, they're, they're building that class up. They're trying to show what they can do, and 
you know, there's there's a snowball effect too for some of this, right? If, if everyone starts hearing, oh, they got the number one class in the country, that is going to possibly get a few more players who maybe are on the fence about, do I want to go there or not? Look at all the talent they're bringing in. Maybe I should. I don't want to miss out. Maybe a little FOMO kicks in for them. No, you love that word. FOMO. FOMO. Uh, Baylor Cup, a Texas A&M transfer. He has announced his commitment to Texas Tech, former tight end for the Aggies. He has said he is going to go to the Red Raiders instead. Uh, earlier in the day, there was a crystal ball prediction that changed suddenly for him to go to Texas Tech. Not sure what made a change, but that is where he ended up. So congrats to him, I guess, on moving on, staying in the state of Texas, though. There's just a lot of these going right now. Corey Kiner transferred to Cincinnati. He was a running back for LSU, now returns to the Bearcats, where he is a former Mr. Ohio football who finished second on LSU in rushing yards last year. So, yeah, he's he's coming back to his home state. That's a big deal. And speaking of transfers, let's move over to basketball for a second. Remember the rule that we used to have in college athletics that said you can't transfer from one university to another university in the same conference. That was a thing that used to be a thing for a while. A lot of schools would restrict that. A lot of conferences had rules about that. Then over the last few years, those rules have largely gone away, except in a couple of conferences in college basketball. The Big South is one of them. Messiah Thompson is a guy who wants to transfer out. He has been playing for one of my favorite team names in all of college sports. Mike Messiah Thompson played for the Campbell Fighting Camels. Nice. Yes, but he doesn't want to play there anymore. Uh, he would like to transfer and would like to transfer uh, to Radford, and that is in the Big South. He is not able to transfer there because of the rules they have, at least not able to transfer there and automatically be eligible to play. Uh, Messiah Thompson was asked about that. He said, surprise me. Right now I want to go somewhere I'm wanted, and I'm not saying Radford is the only one that wants me or that I want to go to. I just want to have them as an option. So he is seeking an exception to that rule and being allowed to transfer there if he so chooses. I went to high school with Jenny Radford. Oh. How's she doing? I have no idea. Well, what a bad she friend was, you are. She was not nice. I wasn't friends with her. Oh, I see. She wasn't nice. I, I just knew her. You knew of her, but she was not nice. Right. Well, that's but I, I wasn't very nice either, so take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from I-70 westbound before Wilson Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You'll also find some slow traffic in westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. That's a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. 
Happy Wednesday. No Rimmer today because the Jackets are traveling. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. Dry your eyes. It will be here tomorrow. He will be here tomorrow. Mike, I don't know if you're aware of this little thing going on with the Columbus crew and with the crew fans right now, but... uh, Well, I mean, I know they've been bad. Crew have been bad. Here's the latest thing. A lot of fans are asking, where is Tim Bezpachenko? (laughs) Because when you have a skid like what the crew are going through right now, usually Tim Bezpachenko or or whoever would be in the position there as the president of the team, Prez Bez, you might hear a little something from him about what's going on. Is this acceptable or not? And I know that some of the crew, you know, media people there, like that, that cover the team, have said, "Well, you know, he's not always available." All right. Well, I'll tell you this, and I will put this out to the crew: You make Tim Bezpachenko available to me, he can come on Boat and Beam United podcast anytime he wants to to talk about the crew. How about that? That's out there now. Okay. Yeah, he can come on here too, I guess. But maybe you know, if you want to go into the nuts and bolts of Gam and Tam. That's kind of what he likes to do. That's fine, but we'll put it on the soccer podcast at the very least, and he can talk to all the crew fans and tell them what's up. All right. I'm just saying, let's go. We need some answers. Let's go. Caleb Porter, right guy to lead this organization or not? Let's talk about it. Have some standards. Let's go. I'm fired up about it, man. I'm really sorry. Stupid coat hanger logo sucks. (laughs) Just a dumb idea. It's still mad about that. I hate it. I just hate it. Uh, Here's something to make you feel better. Okay. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are set to reteam for a drama feature revolving around iconic sportswear giant Nike that has been set up at Amazon Studios. Uh, both will star and Affleck will direct the film, which is currently untitled and set in the mid-1980s. Damon will play Sonny Vaccaro, a maverick sneaker salesman who led a fledgling running shoe company called Nike into a long-shot effort to sign on the most transformational athlete in the history of sports, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Affleck will portray Nike co-founder Phil Knight in the story which follows how the endorsement, seemingly impossible at the time, would become the most significant relationship between an athletic brand and an athlete and launch the global multi-billion dollar contemporary sneaker industry. I want to say, I could be wrong, but I want to say Sonny Vaccaro also is known for getting a lot of the... A lot of the endorsement stuff going around college athletics. I'm you not are, saying you are correct. He started all of it, but I I want to say he he helped He's a lot got of his it get there. Hands and things. Yes. Yes. Right. If I remember correctly, he actually spoke to the Knight Commission, which is the thing they do for trying to make college sports better. And he was brought up there to get yelled at, basically, when they they wanted to go to him and say, "Why have you sullied college athletics with your dirty money and trying to sponsor everything inside?" And he said, "Hey." All I can do is put the money on the table. You guys are the ones that keep taking it. So the guy was a marketing genius from what it sounds like. Being able to sign up Michael Jordan, that'll that'll make you a marketing genius. But he had a lot of other things he did as well that kind of got us to where we are now with sponsorships and endorsements. Now, if you think that Michael Jordan's going to be a, a factor in this movie, someone's going to have to play him. The article also says Jordan himself is a mythic figure hovering ar- above the movie and is never seen. Ah, interesting. In the film, Sonny tries to reach him by gaining access to those close to him and around him. So it'll, the movie will be about him, but he's not in the movie. I I get that's a tough decision to make, right? As a director, wouldn't you think the the because the the ultimate scene would be the deal getting done, right? Right. Like 
So you're going to watch a movie, and I, I get it. There's a, probably a great way to tell that story without actually showing him. But then you're going to have a moment where, yes, it would be weird to see anyone but Michael Jordan playing Michael Jordan, given he's the most visible athlete possibly of all time. Well, and this is, you know, are we at the point right now where you can just CGI him in there and it's young Michael Jordan? Probably could. I mean, and it looks all right where people aren't distracted by the technology. There's a Nike commercial with young LeBron right now, right? Yeah. I mean, where old LeBron is sitting, current LeBron, I shouldn't say old, but he is. Current current LeBron is talking to young LeBron and saying, you know, telling about the future. One of those things you should have told him was don't play for the Lakers. (laughs) Just... (laughs) That's a bad idea, or at well, least he, don't sign. he won a championship Well, yeah, there. I know, but if you listen to some people, bubble championship doesn't count. Well, okay, that's a conversation. Fine, but I'm just saying, like, either way, don't sign Russell Westbrook. The point being, they should be able to CGI Michael Jordan in. Let me ask you this. What if that is, that's, that's the other side of it. What if they bring that in, they do that whole thing, and people go, eh, that didn't live up to expectations. Now you've got the the big crux of your movie, the ultimate scene, and it just kind of flops. That might be why they don't want to do it. It's just say, let's avoid that altogether. I'll I'll be curious to watch that and see how the deal came together. I'm sure this movie will be very successful. Even if it's not, Amazon, or not Amazon, Netflix will tell us that it is, and we have no way to disprove it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Well, did you see uh, Netflix's uh, stock yesterday? I did not. What happened with it? Down 35%. That's that's a little bit. Day. That's a little bit. They uh, they released their quarterly earnings, and they were expected to gain. I think it was two million subscribers. Mm-hmm. You know how they set these benchmarks. Yeah, they goals. always say, we're "Here's gonna, what we think we're going to do we're gonna next do quarter." This, but they they lost subscribers. Ouch! And so, so the uh, stock went down. They said that they alluded to, "Yeah, well, we pulled out of Russia. That's that's a problem there, which I'm sure it is well, for yeah, their subscriber right, count." Sure. But, they also said, yeah, we got a lot of people sharing passwords. We have to do something about that. <laughs> right. And they're also talking about uh, introducing an advertising tier oh, on Netflix, right. yeah. like a cheaper tier where you have to watch ads, which they have resisted for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know what that would do. I don't know enough about their business to know if that would work or not. But I, I, as we have talked about with all these streaming services, right, why do you think Apple is making a play for Sunday Ticket? Why do you think Amazon is getting, you know, or Apple has gotten, I guess, the baseball game. Amazon's got an NFL package now. Well, Apple will get Sunday ticket. At least it looks like it. I'm saying these properties are saying, we know you want all the entertainment stuff that we put on here, but you're also going to want sports. And that's why, you know, Peacock has all this stuff they're trying to put on. They're trying to get as much as they can to go on to that app. Paramount Plus, they're doing the same thing. Everyone's trying to get you to say, Come for the movies, stay for the sports, stay for the other thing. Sports is something that Netflix right now does not have anything to offer you other than their documentaries about sports teams, other than like Drive to Survive. That's cool. But if you want to watch a a game right now, you can go watch on Peacock. You can watch English Premier League games if that's your thing. You can watch a documentary about a couple of Premier League teams on Netflix, but you can't see any actual live games, and that's probably what they're going to have to look at at some point, too. And I'm sorry, I misspoke. This uh, Affleck, Damon, Nike movie is Amazon, not Netflix. So, whatever. Well, then, never mind. Let them live. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855-MISTERS. Baseball today. Guardians and White Sox. Double dip. Number one. Guardians win the game 11-1. to They were up 10 to nothing in the second inning. Uh, No score, top of the fourth in San Diego. The Reds trying not to suck. 
Jackets lose in San Jose last night. The Sharks had lost 10 in a row before winning that game yesterday. No Line A, no Wierenski. Jackets on the plane. They will be back in Columbus today playing the Senators Friday. The Big Ten announcing where future conference championship games will take place. The football championship game will remain at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, or as Gene Smith calls it, the Hoosier Dome, for each of the next three years. The men's basketball tournament will go to Chicago at the United Center in 2023 and Minneapolis at the Target Center in 2024. The women's tournament will be in Minneapolis each of the next two seasons. I am more of a fan of keeping everything in one location. I know they've moved around this basketball tournament. They had one in New York. They had one in D.C. I don't think these bigger cities need the tournament. Indianapolis embraces it. The entire city is about the tournaments and the championship games when they're taking place there. But if they are going to move it around, you brought up a good point. There is no reason why we shouldn't have a Big Ten tournament in Columbus. Yeah. Well, obviously, Indiana is known for their basketball history. They play that up quite a bit. You hear all the time about how great Indiana high school basketball is, but it's not like Ohio has no basketball history, right? You got a, you got a ton of great college teams here. You have plenty of good high school basketball. A lot of talent comes out of this state. I think, like, I'm saying I want Ohio to reclaim its basketball heritage as well, and I think it would be great if you could have, you know, conference tournament games here. I think that would be awesome. Well, you know what? And we talk about Indianapolis and the walkability and staying down there and you can walk to the restaurants, you can walk to the games. You can't necessarily do that in Chicago and D.C. You put the games in Nationwide Arena? Oh, yeah. That would be the world's biggest party down there. I, I, I really hope that that can be done at some point. Maybe Gene Smith will, you know, as part of a legacy thing, I don't know whenever he'll be done here at Ohio State if he goes somewhere else or just retires, but I could see him maybe making a push once to say, hey, if, we, if we're if we going to let this thing move around a little bit, can we get it here once before I'm out? You know, maybe that'll be something that he tries to put together. I don't know. The San Diego Padres reach a deal with Motorola for an ad on their jerseys next season. Next season is the first year that Major League Baseball teams can sell ad space on their jersey. So the Padres are the first team to reach a deal. It's good for them. It's good for Motorola. I didn't know that Motorola still existed. Well, that scene now, look, they've well, already converted look, man, someone over. I was, uh, I was looking up their business during the break. I'm like, what's Motorola doing? Well, they're making the phones. They're still big in walkie-talkies. Yeah. that's. Uh, I heard routers maybe is a thing they're doing. Well, they're doing something because they're, uh, it says they're assets, at least on Wikipedia. I don't know how ac- how accurate this is. $11 billion worth of assets. So it's not like this is just small okay. mom and pop operation. Well, clearly. I know that, but man, I had no idea. $11 billion. Well, here, here's the thing I will say about logos on jerseys. At first, it's going to rub a lot of people in baseball the wrong way because rightfully so. Baseball, you you brought this up and it's one of the best points I think you've ever made, which is shows how stupid you are. All right. <laughs> no, but you've brought it up before. You should be able to flip on a baseball game and say, what year is it? Like, that's the that should baseball. That should be the selling point to some degree of a baseball game is these uniforms look similar. The the timelessness of the way this game is played. It's it's our oldest or one of oldest pastimes we have. Let's kind of preserve some of that or as much of that as you possibly can. I know things are going to always change a little bit, but yeah, putting an ad on a jersey is definitely going to take you out of that. It's going to be a line where you're going to say if you watch an old baseball game now, 
give it five or ten years after everyone has these logos, you're going to clearly know, oh, that was a pre-2022 game. Okay, or that was a that's not current stuff I'm watching. It's going to take you out of it, but it will also be a sign of authenticity, and you will eventually, everyone, most everyone will get used to it and say, oh, yeah, I'm watching the real thing now. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855-MISTER. See, I think what we should have is I thought Motorola was an older company that didn't really exist anymore. I was wrong, but I think all Major League Baseball sponsorships should be like, is that Radio Shack <laughs> on the jersey? Or Lazarus or Woolworths? Oh, look you there. Kodak is back. Exactly. Well, they still exist. Yeah, but not in the Rochester, same. New York, right? Kodak? But not in the same way. No, they, barely, do, they do something. They were like, you know what we're going to do? Film. And for 100 years, good bet. Then well, everyone got, I think I read then everyone something. got cameras that were like, we don't need film anymore. And they were like, ah, that's what we do. That's I think all I, we do. I read something where they could have been the originators in digital cameras. Oh, really? And they passed. They said, nah, no one's going to that. That's stupid. Come on. Film oh, is the thing. that's stupid. Uh, what's next? Something? Nothing? I don't know. Oh, we had a uh, big-time NFL talent request a trade today. Mm-hmm. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the drive right now. You'll find some backups on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. And 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. That's going to be a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about holistic, healthy living at Fresh Time's vitamins and body care sale. Now through April 26, save 25% on over 5,000 wellness products from immune-boosting supplements to nourishing skin care. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. I'm burping. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, Rimmer... Is not today. They are traveling today. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. Ugh. You okay over I'm there? Burping. What's, what's happening? Burping. I remember my first soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened over there, to you. But uh, tomorrow, name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. Okay. At four thirty-four. Excited. Sorry. Sorry Can't for wait for that. That's fine. Now, before we get to the big time NFL player requesting a trade, our production guy, Coaster Bob has sent me an email. All right. All it says in the subject is Timmy singing. Okay. I have not previewed these. Should I play them anyway? Uh, I say, yeah, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. I assume he's not singing and swearing. Let's, uh... Let's hope not. Let's hope Coaster Bob would not send us things that would get us all fired. But then again, maybe that's been his master plan this whole time. All right, this is, uh... Here's one of them. It's Friday, Friday. Yeah. Oh, all right. all right. That's I remember Rebecca Black. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's another one. Fun, fun, fun. 
I don't know if that's singing. That's more of Rebecca Black, though. That's from the same song. Uh, here's another one. Which seat will I take? <laughs> what is Clearly that he did that on his own show, right? Did he do that with us? No. Yeah, I'm sure he did at some point. I, th- I know we've referenced it on the show plenty of times. That had to be from our show. Which seat will I take? Was he doing that with Tyvis? Was that last night he's doing that? Just former OSU football player sitting there listening to Tim Hall sing like an idiot. I mean, I'm I'm used to it from you, but I don't know if a former it's football Friday, player has to hear that. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that was, if that was us or someone else, we were trying to stop him and it did not work. It's Friday, Friday. Rebecca Black. I learned something from this girl. What? Because a few months ago, I saw some article that was like, where's Rebecca Black now? Doing great. And it was all about how she had turned this thing, which, you know, that she was a teenager. Her parents had enough money to pay for a producer to make some pop song mm-hmm. that obviously was not really any good. But well, she, I think it's kind of catchy. Okay, But her voice, though, was very, it's Friday. Like, it's so nasally. All right. And a lot of people at the time, I remember, critiqued how bad this song was. But she said she's turned that into a little bit of a music career. She's been able to like go to clubs and do things and well, you know, be able to get appearance fees. And, and she's gone on to do other things. But good for her for sticking with it. it. You know what? It wasn't bad for her that that got out there. All those people that played it initially and laughed at her, she's still going. So let her live. Wide receiver, 49ers wide receiver. Debo Samuel has apparently asked for a trade. He's been looking for a new contract, says he's not going to show up until he gets it. He is one of many wide receivers seeking a new deal this offseason. Some have gotten them. He has not. Yeah. Um, well, this is the leverage that you now have. And I, we, we've talked about this for years. I, I brought it up that the football guy mentality doesn't usually allow for this, but if a player actually realizes, and I, and I don't know if Debo Samuel will stick to this or not, but if a player truly and honestly puts his foot down and says, I do not want to play, I do not, I'm not going to do this, if you are good enough, you have the leverage. There are guys who reach the level where the leverage exists for them because their team will look at it and say, we could get a pretty decent return for this guy who doesn't want to be here anyway. So we don't want to give him the new contract we're not sure if he's worth it or we're not sure if he's worth the numbers he wants. Maybe someone else would be desperate to have this guy and will go ahead and trade him and get some value out of it, right? But teams are going to realize eventually it doesn't do them any good to just bench guys and stare them in the face and say, no, I refuse to. All right, fine. Then you're losing out on one of the better players on your team. You have to be, to your point, you are starting a, in all intents and purposes, a rookie quarterback this year in Trey right. Lance. Yeah. I, mean, I know he's been around there, but this is going to be his first season as a starting quarterback. You need Debo Samuel with him. I would tend to think. Or if you don't need it, you should want you, him you, there. You should want the best weapons you can put around your young quarterback, the best offensive line you can put in front of him, and the best running back you can give him to try to hopefully 
get the most out of this quarterback and find out what he can really do. If suddenly you're losing weapons left and right, or, or one of your big time players is suddenly no longer going to be there. That's a problem. So yeah, Debo Samuel has some leverage. Well, I don't you blame him talk for trying about to push on it. A tough sell to the locker room and a tough sell to the fan base is being in the NFC championship game and then not going further. Right. Right. They they clearly think they're capable of more. To your point, though, Debo Samuel does have leverage. He is good enough. But he's got to have that discipline in July and August when he starts missing those checks. Oh, yeah. They're they're going to it. They are going to count on if let's say the the Niners say, yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll play this game a little bit, but we have no intention of paying him. And unless we get a ridiculous offer for him, we're not going to trade him. We are going to stare him back in the face and say, I dare you to not play then he has to stick to his guns and he's made a lot of money in the NFL, right? I mean, more money than you or I or most people would know what to do with. But the answer is, do you want to keep making that money? You're He will lose quite a bit of money not playing this year if he were to just sit out and say, yeah, I won't play for a whole year. I know Le'Veon Bell did this and it really didn't work out, right? I think we could say that looking back on all of no, it now. No, it did, it did not work out. Right. But ultimately... I don't think every situation is that one. I don't think every situation is that of a running back with a definite shelf life. Debo Samuel has a theoretically much longer time. He could be playing in the NFL. And I think for the Niners, it would be foolish to not explore the options here. But how about mismanaging that situation, right? Shouldn't that be a, a bit of a a mark against their front office for not handling that better? I think so. Uh, A.J. Brown is another guy who apparently has scrubbed all references to his team on social media are are we calling that a kyler murray because i think it should be called a kyler i'm sure someone did it before kyler murray but i I know that but he's the one who i think had the most high profile one that that got a lot of attention maybe that's recency bias on my part anyway yes aj brown doing the same thing i saw today because all these shows all these get up shows of course they're all from new york and they think the football world lives and dies (laughs) With all the New York teams and the Jets somehow in these little fictional trades they were creating, they were he was they were going to manage to trade for Debo Samuel and Kyler Murray. Oh, I yes. see. Well, that's hey, go ahead, make that happen. How how exactly would they be doing? I that? don't know. They they worked it out. Some can you way. trade picks from twenty thirty right now? Yes. I think there's a limit on how many future picks you can give up. So yeah, that's not great. Uh, what's next? Oh, Kevin Stefanski speaks about Deshaun Watson, how he's doing at voluntary minicamp, and CJ is primed to win the Heisman according to the odds. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident in westbound 670 before 4th Street. It is blocking the two right lanes. Only the two left lanes remain open. You'll also find the crash is blocking the bottom of the 4th Street ramp. The ramp does remain open, but traffic is heavily backed up. Please keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. 
picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. No Rimmer today. If you're tuning in just to hear Jeff Rimmer, I'm sorry. He's traveling with the team. He'll be back later. And so we'll have name dropping with Jeff Rimmer tomorrow at 434. Set your lives accordingly. Set your lives. Early Heisman Trophy. Yes. Yeah. Early Heisman Trophy odds for 2022. According to FanDuel, top three look like this. C.J. Stroud is your leader in the clubhouse at plus 200. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, plus 400. And Caleb Williams, plus 1,200. Other notables on here. Quinn Ewers, plus 4,000. Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler at plus 5,000. And the portal is so active right now, I had to figure out again where Spencer Rattler was. I'm going to say South Carolina? Or did that change? No, that's right. He's he's there. Okay. I that, But yes, I had to think for a moment too, because that's he's moved around quite a bit. Was it last year he was the preseason Heisman favorite? Is that right? I believe that's... I know in the... Yeah, last year was his year at Oklahoma where he started off as everyone thinking he would be the presumptive Heisman favorite, and then he got bumped halfway through the year. Everybody thought he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Yes, yes, that is... And now he's playing at South Carolina. And now he's a 50-1 to odds to win the Heisman. Crazy. Quinn Ewers at plus 4,000. Look, man, he may win that job, but he ain't winning the Heisman Trophy. Come on. I'd be shocked if that was the case, but... Look, Vegas is not telling you what they think is likely to happen. They are telling you where the money oh, is enough. right now. You're now, right. the money, at least at the top, saying C.J. Stroud over the other two guys, that is the impression that they are getting is that if we gave anybody else these odds, that's the impression that I get. Mm-hmm. Mighty Mighty Boston's. Yes. Never had to <laughs> knock on wood. I don't know when Dikembe Mutombo got here. <laughs> we not today. Love ska. I was a big Scott fan back I'm not, I'm back not in the a Scott guy. You ever get into like uh, Dropkick Murphys, no, any of that stuff? No, nothing Shipping like that. Shipping up to Boston? I mean, I can hear a song here and there. Yeah. But sit and listen to an entire oh. album? No. I used to listen to the, because uh, the Christian music world had that. You guys had the Mighty Mighty Bostones out here in the secular world. Oh, there was a Christian version? Oh, there were multiple. We had the uh, the OC Supertones. That was our band. <laughs> Come on, Yeah, man. the Orange County Supertones. And they were, I mean, they're like, dude... They're all of the pictures, all the graphics from all the like concert. Uh, what am I trying to say? All the CDs, all the CD artwork. It's very clear what they were ripping off was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. But yeah, Super Tones, baby. All right. Back in the day, I used I wanna, to love that I stuff. I want to say the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones guy, whoever the singer was, also had like another interesting job. Oh, really? Like he was a physicist or something. Kind of like really smart guy, like Maya Bialik, where she's an actress, but then, then she, she went on to like sells us fake supplements that are well, supposed to improve our brain quality. I'm just saying she did. She did go and get some no, no, yes, education. She she's right? a neuro. She's some sort of brain scientist or something. All right, I got to find the guy's name. All right, find the guy's name. This is what we do. I'll talk about Kevin Stefanski. I'd rather you talk about discussing Deshaun Watson and what he's doing so far at the offseason camp. I think he's doing a really nice job learning the system. He's spending a lot of time with Jacoby and Josh. We really have three new quarterbacks in there. So there's a lot of learning that's going on. There's a lot of teaching, as you can imagine. I think he's doing a nice job of diving into it. And there's really no way to do it other than to start at square one, go back over how we call things, formations, defensive terminology, etc. 
and he's doing a nice job. We've had him for a month, but we've only really been able to talk football in the last week. So we're just diving into that. We're talking as a staff. We're talking with Deshaun, understanding some of our concepts, what we're tweaking, and those types of things. So those are ongoing, but it's April. We'll continue to work through all of that this spring. So that is a long-winded way of saying, hey, uh, there's been a lot of things going on. He hasn't had a lot of time to look at the football stuff yet, but we are confident he's going to figure it out. Once he gets all all the info in front of him, he'll be good. So, all right, that's good to know. By the way, Dickie Barrett. Dickie Barrett. Mighty Boss, Mighty hey, Mighty Boston's lead singer. I don't know if this is exactly what you were thinking, but he was the announcer for Jimmy Kimmel Live until this year. No, that's not what I was well, thinking. He was, though. He was... Uh, that I didn't know. He was like the guy who would announce the show every night. So, good for him. But he had another... Didn't he have another job? I'm looking at it. It doesn't really say that. It says he went on to meet like the guy who was the drummer for the Boston's when they were in community college. Uh, it says he played in a bunch of bands like Cheapskates and Toxic Toast. <laughs> good band name, Toxic Toast. I like that. Dickie Barrett. I don't see anything else about him having like, it I, says he did some voice acting stuff and he's been on some radio I, shows, I but I swear to God, I heard something. Maybe there him. was, maybe there was something else I'm missing. I'm just scanning a Wikipedia page, my friend. That's all I've got for you right now. Uh, maybe it was, was it a different ska band? I don't know. I don't know. Sure. You aren't thinking of uh Brian Setzer orchestra or something. It wasn't Brian Setzer. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe somebody else in one of those bands had what a... What was their song? I don't remember. I forget. Well, Brian Setzer was in the Stray Cats. Oh, that's in right. The, yes. In the 80s. Yeah. And then he had his little uh, swing band that had a hit in the 90s. Yeah. Stray Cats had the uh, the upright drum set, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? Am I thinking of another maybe? band? Maybe. What band had that? I th- I I'm, I, this now is a good just, segment. Good job. Hey, remember that thing? No. Welcome to this just we're, dumpster we're fire of a segment. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and <laughs> R.A. Dickie Barrett <laughs> through knuckleballs. And- I, do, but I, I defend Ska as a, as a musical You can defend act. it all you want. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not saying it's bad. No, I know. It's not for me. Some people take like, oh, I don't like punk rock. It all sounds the same. Yeah, that's why I like punk rock because a lot of it does sound very similar, but that's the sound. I like that sound. I like Ska because a lot of it does sound very similar, but I enjoy it. Teddy, what do you have to add to this? Nothing? Did you stand in there looking like well, an idiot? I didn't start off by saying well, Dickie Barrett did something I special. I thought he did! Yeah, you were just saying things. We can't get into your head, even though right. what you were saying was wrong. I mean, I can do this here for you if you want. What do you have? What, well, what are you going to do? This is Brian Setzer. Right, you were yeah, asking I what the that. hit was. What's the baby, it looks like it's going to hell. This is the song I was thinking of. Baby, baby, it looks like it's going to hell. Let me tell you, man. Radio in the 90s, some weird stuff, because I'm telling you, I listen to radio stations where, like, the song right before this was Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, And then they would play this song. (laughs) Yeah. Follow it up with some Jewel. I love it, man. This is is fun. I I, I can listen to one of these songs. But this is not to me like true ska. This is more like you said, a swing band. This is swingy music. Yeah. By the way, uh, the drummer for the Stray Cats was Slim Jim Phantom. And yeah, he played an upright drum set. Slim Jim Phantom sounds like a snack food. 
Is that right? Hey, try the new Slim Jim Phantom. <laughs> Timmy was out there drink, I, drinking the flaming hot Mountain Dew. See, I, I was going to ask him about this, and then he left before I could because he walked. I mean, not for the day. He just left the studio because he walked in to talk about something else. And he had the new flavor of Mountain Dew in his hand. And he knows how much I love Mountain Dew. And I thought maybe he brought it in to discuss it, but he didn't. And then he left and I didn't get to ask him about it. So I guess I, have well, to talk I was to him. talking to him about it. What did he say? You know, did it's a spicy it? drink. And I said, that doesn't make any sense. But then he told me it sort of tasted like cinnamon, which makes more sense. Well, have you ever had like a spicy margarita? Put some jalapenos in there? I guess not. That's, that's some good drinking right there. You can make Bloody Mary spicy. Sure. Too. Right. It's, I'm not saying it's, the, this is, those are alcoholic beverages. This is a soda pop. So maybe right. it wouldn't be good, but. I'll find out. I'm sure Timmy will spend the entire hour of his show talking about his spicy drink. Well, hopefully he doesn't spend the entire hour talking about ska, because that would be as bad as our show. Back page coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident on 670 Westbound to 44th Street. Traffic is stop and go from Leonard in this area. This injury crash has been moved off of the ramp area, but police remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful and avoid if possible. Traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of you in a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, Bone Man. Happy Wednesday. How we doing? You were drinking the spicy Mountain Dew. I did. I tried it today. I figured I had to jump into the pool. And I do really, I enjoy Mountain Dew. I'm a child of Mountain Dew. I mean, I think... when you're five years old, you first taste it, you're hooked, right? And then when Code Red came about, when I was, I think I was in my college years, when Code Red became a thing, that was instantly a hit because I love so many cherry-flavored things. And I do think this was kind of a mix between a Code Red with a, what's the name of the, the Fireball, like that candy. that Atomic that, Fireball. Atomic Fireball just dropped in it and dissolved. Sort of a mix between that. So not too spicy, but just a little bit of a two, three second delay, and then you get that kick of heat. I may like it because yeah. I, I eat atomic fireballs every day of my life. Well, I bought oh, you do. I bought I two bottles. Like that. Second bottle's yours. Take it home. I've got a uh, I've got a big. Uh, what am I looking for? Like a tub of them? Mm-hmm. Yes, tub. That's the right word. Thank you. Full of them in my pantry, and I'll have at least two or three of them every single day. How about a jug? <laughs> A jug. We're going to ju- oh. <laughs> looking for another name for the, the container. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I was talking about this with uh, Uncle Bo today, who uh, I got to, I don't always get to run into Uncle Bo when he's, you know, around, but I saw him today 
and we were talking about, he brought this up on his show. You want to know why you don't run into him a lot? Why is that, Because he's never around. Ah, I see. <laughs> but he was around today. Yeah, he was around was good today. To see my Bo. guy. It was. Yeah, yeah. Good to see Bo. But he brought this up on his show, and it reminded me, we're talking about candy. So my, my middle child, her class let her bring in candy and a, like, drink, a beverage today. Oh. And the reason for that, this was like... killing a, off your Easter stuff? Nope. 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 This right. was... Because they have standardized testing today. Oh. And the standardized testing, and Bo was bringing this up, how like at his school with his kids, it's been like the last month they're getting prepared for standardized testing. And that's a that's a solid point that he makes because my kids, same thing, like there's a lot going into this testing. Timmy, did you do you remember having the the test we used to get was called the Iowa standardized Hi. test? Chops, yes, chops, it was Chops' Hi, face Hawkeye on it. test coming at ya. I don't even know why it was called the Iowa test. I'm guessing it was developed by someone in Iowa. But it was just, you know, like they had questions and an answer sheet with all those little bubbles that Scantron. you have to fill in. Yeah, and you fill would, in the bubbles. You fill in the bubbles. Number two pencils only, pal. Mm-hmm. Right. But I remember that being like the day before they would be like, oh yeah, tomorrow, the Iowa test. Be ready. Why are there and, so many questions about having sex with scarecrows in this test? Oh, that's the Iowa test. Got it. <laughs> what do you Just think a, about it's a national <laughs> pastime? Ghosts coming out of the corn and sex with the scarecrows. Mm-hmm. One of the questions every year was, should Kirk Ferentz be allowed to tell his neighbors to F off? Yes. And the answer was always yes. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. No, so, I don't like, remember it's a been, big buildup. I remember right. maybe on Monday we would start thinking about it if it the test was coming up on Thursday. for us because we knew it had nothing to do with us. We yeah, knew the success was, or failure that we had on this test just reflected on the teachers, not on us. Yeah. I mean, right. you're going to take this your ACT now. or SAT, and that's your big right. boy. Right. That's your big Drake's coffee cake. Mm-hmm. That gets you to college if I you want to go. I didn't get nervous for that one either, though. Just went in and took oh, it. must be nice to just like be an idiot. a great test taker. And Apparently was. Apparently that's good that's kind of like a psychopath, sign of a psychopath. I know. Well, no, but it served me well in this because the, I remember the first time I walked into a radio studio, I was like, well, I guess I just sit in front of this thing and talk, huh? All right. I just started talking. Oh, I didn't right. know what I'm saying. <laughs> Big I didn't, radio I'm gonna, star. I'm going to come in here and dominate. <laughs> no, I didn't have that. <laughs> I just remember thinking the first time I did it, I was like, I thought I would be more nervous. Just and it here just, to dominate, man. <laughs> That's right. My, my hands dominating Louisville. My hands started here. shrinking. It was very weird. I wore a sweatsuit one day and a mm-hmm. dress suit the next day. It was very I'm odd. Just, I'm just trying to stay alive. What's coming up on the Buckeye <laughs> Show tonight? I'm trying to keep survival. A show. <laughs> That's right. Just trying to stay on the air. Keep the lights on another day. We've got Tyvis for an hour. Dave Holmes is going to have his weekly hit. And another guest from the 2014 National Championship team, Darren Lee. We're going to catch up with him on this show. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Well, man, if you are a longtime Detroit sports fan, you might know the name Al Sabatka. Al Sabatka was the Zamboni driver for the Red Wings for 50 years. Let him live, man. So... He has recently been fired oh. from the job. Now, here's the story. The Detroit Free Press reported on this. Apparently, he sued the Red Wings because he was fired after another employee caught him urinating into a drain at Little Caesars Arena. This is a He is the Zamboni driver, like I said. Done this since he was in high school, basically. And where they come off the ice... 
there are drains set up for all the ice that the you know the Zamboni didn't just make the ice disappear. It goes up inside the Zamboni. They get off the ice. They dump all that ice shavings down on the floor, yeah. and then it melts and Got it a drains few fire off. Fire hoses connected to it, and you right, just right, sure. Let it so go. He decided. The tulips. This man is sixty-eight years old, Why? and apparently, according to his lawyers, he's been diagnosed with benign prostatic hypertrophy, which is a common condition in aging men that makes it. Uh, Occasionally, you have to go real quick, and you can't do anything about it. It's just right there. So he claimed that even though there was a bathroom about 70 or 80 feet away, he couldn't make it. So he hopped off the Zamboni, did his business right there in one of the drains, and then, unfortunately... This is an interesting case. Unfortunately for him, uh, another employee saw him and said, oh, that's not good. I didn't want to see that, and reported mm-hmm. it to management. That led to him ultimately being fired. He is now claiming... He shouldn't have been fired. He under you know some statute in Michigan law that says you can't fire somebody. Basically, you can't discriminate on age condition. or health conditions. Yeah. So I don't know how this will end, but this is a guy who was very famous with Red Wings fans because ultimate like for many many years, even back to Joe Louis Arena when the big octopus would get thrown on the ice, he was always the guy who would come out and then he would pick up the octopus and whip it around his head, and the fans were like, "Yeah, you whip that octopus, baby! Show me those tentacles." And so that's <laughs> Timmy is mouthing something. To I know me. he is. I know. Like a child. Yeah, I know he I is. Can't, I don't want to say it. All right. You don't need I to. I want to think it. Don't. Anyway, Al Sabatka. 51, Al Sabatka. 51 years hey, of running don't this. don't piss in the drain, Sabatka. <laughs> you know what? Right. I've decided he should come back. Bring him back. You're allowing? Hey, bring him back. It's the condition. Come I'm on. Gonna- I bet Leanna Ray wants Al Sabatka to get his job back. I bet she does. There's a drain there. Bring him back. Who cares if it's in front of people? 80 I mean, feet. I, I care. How That's am I supposed to way. go? 80 feet. I just zambonied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying here. Zambonied is a verb. I've been zambonied. Zambonied. Scraping the ice. whip out my Zamboni right here. <laughs> I was everywhere. The, I was whipping those tentacles all over the place. Come on. The tentacles. <laughs> all right. Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. You are going to find some slowdowns on westbound 670 before 4th Street. Some ramp restrictions due to an earlier crash. It has been moved off to the side, but police remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy slowdowns. About a 15-minute backup is expected. Strapping report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers slowdown payments and flexible payment options. Help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. 
Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. You would look like a total clan I mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I'm fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. (laughs) 